Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the dough, where Cash is queen and we hardly know her, but we're still here figuring her out together because y'all, season two is here. Hosted every week by me, X Maya. Remember me? I'm going to be talking to all types of people about their relationship to money. I'm talking to reality stars, entrepreneurs, financial experts, and even some of my own friends. Basically, anyone who will get real with me about their dollars, how they make money, how they spend it, and how they save it. Because I'm trying to retire early, people. Season two of The Dough is out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, the unapologetic show about apologies. And this week, I'm just over it. Woo! Nothing in particular, just it. Yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! Oh. Well, and this is Mohana Dilshikhi, and I am dying to talk about uh, this week's <laughs> topics. <laughs> Okay, I uh, love it. And I'm Oja Lopez, and this week I went to a fishmonger, and I saw that a cat lived at the fishmonger place, and I thought, I want to be a cat that lives at a fishmonger-like store. That's who I want to be in life. Mm-hmm. I want everything to just be right fucking there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Perfect life. Perfect life. So what's going on with y'all? <laughs> Tell me I about mean, you. I will say I've never gotten more <laughs> DMs concerned about Mohanad to me personally <laughs> than I have this week. I know. I mean, I, I mean, we'll get to this topic, obviously, but I also woke up to a lot of DMs saying the same thing, uh, which we'll, we'll get to. Uh, I'm sure everybody already knows. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this week I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Salt Lake City. Oh, amazing uh, housewife city. Love it. Right. What do, <laughs> wait, but before you say, I only, the only thing I know about Salt Lake City is um mormonism and that mm-hmm. sweet soft pillowy pad of snow so there is no snow but there okay. are mormons yeah a lot of them yeah and i saw a bunch on the like at the airport like going to missions oh yeah they were going to venezuela which is where i'm from and that's where they like to hang out and tell me what to do it's always so funny to me because like you, you know the way they dress you know like the like the white shirt and the pants and the and the mm-hmm. thing and how they look in their hairs and everything and i'm just like Who's just convincing? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I cannot imagine like a dork like this, uh, like yeah. converting me to another religion. Is the costume cute? Is that am I the only one that thinks that it's like that? More people should dress like that way. I don't think people should dress up that way. It's okay. so weird. Okay, 
Yeah, it's it it gives stabby vibes. <laughs> I'm just more upset that I didn't know you were going to Salt Lake City because anytime anyone goes to a housewife city, I force them to take pictures in front of like iconic housewives oh, well, places. What's, what's an iconic place here? Well, when my one friend went, she took a place in front of Laser Lab, which is the okay. uh, beauty, you know, the med spa that one of Heather Gay owns. Um, obviously, I would have wanted you to try to run into Jen Shaw before she is sentenced <laughs> to prison. I don't know if that would have been possible, but, uh, you know, just Is that a good time things. to speak to women? It's just like, hey, I know you're going to prison in three months for a while. Do you want to have a chat and, like, meet new people and just hang out? I'm sure she'd love that. Oh, my God. Well, speaking about problematic people and problematic <laughs> stuff, I have another problematic opinion this week, I think, I believe. Uh, and I'm okay. sorry, but but uh, I am here to say that I think grapes are disgusting. What? Yeah. <sighs> I don't it's know, kind Mohanan. of like the perfect fruit. I mean, it's small. It's juicy. It's got the juice. <laughs> and it's, it's got disgusting. the juice. <laughs> and here's the thing, okay? I like grape juice. Okay. I like it. Like I like grape in every other form except the fruit itself. Have you ever like? Do people? You know, I don't know how many people know your distaste of grapes, but have they tried to convince you? Like, put them in the freezer and eat them that way. You'll love them that way. Like, have you tried different ways to eat grapes? Well, yeah, because because you know Rosie ha- loves grapes and she has tried every every way. And I hated every way they were presented to me. You've even tried the cotton candy grapes, the ones that taste like cotton candy. Yeah, everything. Uh, <laughs> again, it's it's never the taste, it's the structure and the look of it. No, I don't even know why I'm forcing you because I, I mean, people do this to me with avocados. So I don't know why I'm trying to force <laughs> grapes onto you when I know how I feel about avocados. And I'm like, no, but literally any form, not into it. I'll, I just... I'll let it go. <laughs> These are all like tropical things. And so I feel like you guys hate the tropics in certain ways. I'm like, how do you not like avocado and grapes? That's like half of everything that I eat, literally. Is pineapple and mangoes considered tropic food? Yes. Tropical food? I love pineapple and mangoes. I love both of them. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't like what you're trying to accuse us of. I know. I don't know. It's just when I don't know, when I don't understand, I go to identity politics. Uh. It it, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. How Gen Z of you. I just, I know I can get people in there. You know, I can just get you. I'll, I'll do my my favorite white people line, which is uh, not everything about is about race. Uh, yeah. Why but, are you making it about race? But Ariel is white. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation is so funny to me because they're just like, no, only white people uh, can have, you know, be half fish. It's just it's just the way it is. I don't know. I mean, marine biologists weighing in is like a whole level of like, I can't. I mean, it's like a se- she's like a 17, 18 year old girl. You know what was 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 the funny thing about this? Like it's it's like when you see like grown ups like discussing the topic and you're like, first of all, why are you weighing on the little mermaid? <laughs> you fucking creep. <laughs> you weirdo. Why do you care? Exactly. You feel like the adult that's at the playground with no kids. Like you should not be here. Why are we weighing in on this topic? Exactly. And they're doing it not just to that. They're doing it to like any time there's like any what like representation in fantasy. People are like, no, no, no. 
And it just doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. And it's driving me crazy. And to me, I'm like, what about Prince of Persia? What What about when they made Jake Gyllenhaal Egyptian? Like, is that not the oh, original? What, what's her name? Emma Stone? When she Emma Stone was, was Asian. Hawaiian? Yeah. yeah. It just, it doesn't, Scarlett Johansson in the last 80 movies she's done was Asian somehow. I, well, I don't know. You, you know, I had a moment, though, because, look, I really love Cobra Kai on Netflix. I don't know if you watch Cobra Kai, but, like, I, look, mm-hmm. I love the Karate Kid. And, like, I, w- you know, I think it's on season, the season that just premiered is season four, I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I loved how, like, and I say it unpolitically correct it was it was purely out of the 80s and it was like really like playing up the character of johnny being like so like he doesn't understand how to live in this like new society but it was like kind of fun how they did it but now we're at season four and they're kind of like going along with it and they've reintroduced the character who was like the one that you know daniel like trained under because he thought mr miyagi was too soft and now they're going into his backstory and i think we're we're supposed to believe maybe he's half Japanese I think I'm not sure and I was like "Ooh, well I don't know if that translates well because I don't know if this guy is half Japanese I don't want to look into it because I don't want to go here because I'm enjoying my Cobra Kai I'm I'm tired of backstories to be honest like stop (laughs) especially like when when this is separate from the the show like when you do backstories on like villains and stuff and like what they do it like with Cruella I don't know if you've seen the movie and how she came to, like, you know, her whole thing and character and, like, how she became so obsessed with dogs and all of that. And I just, like, stop doing that. Don't explain it to me. Sometimes people are just little freaks. <laughs> I like my villains to be villains. They're just evil. Yeah. You don't want, like, a complex villain all the time. Exactly. They're just they're just like that. And it's fine. That makes perfect sense to me. That's all I'm saying. But speaking of TV shows, uh, I mean, the Emmys was, was on Monday. Hell and yeah. Fun. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, we, we all, like, uh, wish that our, like, some shows have won and all of that. But I think overall, I I like... Uh, I like the I like the Emmys this year. I think that like yeah, they gave props to like the things that should have absolutely been given props to. I'll fully admit I have not watched Succession, so and I know I'm gonna be judged for it, but I haven't, and so that's fine. It's clearly very popular, but like everything else, I was like, love it, love it. That's totally the decision I would have made. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean. I mean, my only thing is just like I I, I love Better Call Saul and uh, everyone who's on it, and I think I think most of the shows that won deserve it. It's just that this show has been nominated forty six times and have not won a single Emmy. Really? Okay, that surprises me. That does yeah, surprise me. I mean, insane. coming off of Breaking Bad and it hasn't won a thing. That's really yeah. weird. Yeah, but the second half of this the final season is is going to be eligible for next year. So hopefully. The next Emmy still wins something because the show has has ended, and uh, Abbott Elementary got got an Emmy for writing, which is amazing. It's such so an happy. amazing show. Yeah, and yeah, Cheryl Lee Ralph. I mean, that was like, I mean, her oh speech my God, was, was everything so cool. I needed to hear. You know, I mean, I don't know. We're all in this like industry, and sometimes we feel like we get beat the fuck down, and like every once I in know. a while, you just need like. Just a person who's been in the in it for a while and a season to just remind you, like, okay, like, yeah, shit is gonna suck sometimes, but just it's gonna be okay. I don't know how it's gonna be okay, but it's gonna be okay. Just believe. Yeah. <laughs> Do we 
feel like Jason Sudeikis should have won for season two of Ted Lasso. That no. for me is where I was like, oh, no, no, thank you. That's the thing. I mean, the categories, every, uh, the nominees in each of the categories was stacked. So every time they brought someone on, I was like, oh, ooh, ow. And I would say that even though I love Ted Lasso, I guess I was surprised he beat out his group. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, honestly, I felt like Bill Hader did such an amazing job on Barry. I, so I would have I would have probably given it to Bill Hader over season two of Ted Lasso, which I did not really like that much. And do we are we all of the consensus? Are, are we wondering why Bill was we- wearing a mask? Because like I was in my head, I was convinced Bill has to have COVID because why nobody else is wearing a mask and like he's showing up here. And if he's concerned about other people, why would he just why wouldn't he show up? My only thought is like he thinks he's winning tonight and maybe he he is getting over COVID and like has only tested negative. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea, and, and maybe it's one of his like you know he's a he's one of those people who just like no I'll wear a mask in you and I'll continue to wear a mask. Yeah, but I'll say this, you know, you know what's interesting to me about like watching the categories, like the comedy and and the drama is just like I look at I look at the shows and I'm just like, how do you even decide that this is a comedy or a drama? Because every comedy show now starts funny and then becomes extremely depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Because okay. like, have, have you watched the uh, the last season of Barry? Yes, yes. This season, especially was, the final yeah. episode, intense drama. Yes, true. It was so dramatic. It is true. I do. I've always given Bill Hader that though. Like, I've always felt like Bill is a, another one of your little freaks on the inside, and like. I think people forget that comedians can be very like dark and very um, like have other areas of interest. But it's like I think it's such a good marriage of comedy and drama. But, but you're to right. Me, Succession can can also be considered a comedy because it's so yes. funny to me. It is uh, very funny. And Ted Lasso first season was a comedy, and the second season they were just like, "Yeah, my dad killed himself," and I was like, "Okay, well, this damn is- Ted." <laughs> okay, yeah. and I'm also I'm really glad you said that about Succession because I literally had this conversation with my friend yesterday because when okay mm-hmm. I've tried to start Succession twice, and the first time I started it, it was like I got like two episodes in, and I was like, "Ah, I just like I can't do it," and then like. Someone I trust was like, you know, look, you need to look at this through like, because it's like Adam McKay, Will Ferrell. You have to look at this through the eyes of comedy and like satire. And when I went back and looked at it through that way, I was then I was like, okay, I'm 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 into this. I got like eight episodes in, and I didn't stop because I didn't like it. I stopped because I just like got caught up in life. But like, I did have to change my view about how I viewed it. My friend, my other friend was like, I don't get that, but I don't know. I'm glad you said that. No, every line is very funny. Uh, I literally, my phone is full of succession memes, like every line they say, <laughs> and I use them all the fucking time. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just obsessed with it. I think it's great. Can you think of like your favorite succession quote? Well, one of my favorite is you cannot, uh, you cannot make a tomlet without breaking some Gregs. <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. Uh, which who by the way won the freaking Emmy because he's so good in his role on this show um, Mr. Darcy I call him yeah and I always forget that he's English oh mm. very English to no. me that's a clear English man Mahanid you can that, see this is where we defer because that man looks like he has transparent nail beds like English people do you know like very pale <laughs> nail beds no, you know what I'm he, talking here's about? the thing. Once he starts talking like in his English accent, it made sense, you know. Yeah. Okay. 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 But 
no i think i think i think he's he's very good on the show and i mean succession won overall as a show and i don't know if yeah. you've seen the speech where they just were shitting on the royals uh pretty much <laughs> yeah it was it was oh, no man. it was it was amazing and and i think that my the only thing that bothered me with the with the emmys was jimmy campbell oh yeah mm. i am i am so over this man and his stick like bro this woman just won an emmy and she's on stage. Why the fuck are you laying next to her? What's so funny about this? You freak. This is not about you. <laughs> you freak. Yeah, it was like, I thought, you know, when Quinto, you know, did say like, hey, Jimmy, um, I-, I won. Like, she was trying to still. And I thought he would at least be like, all right, I'm going to be the main character if I don't like roll off the stage right now. But he was like, no, I'm going to just lean into it and stay here. And like, it was just like, oh, come on, dude, just just get off the stage. Scoot away, man. He has no self-awareness. He has no self-awareness. And the thing I always tell people is I'm like, watch Jimmy Kimmel like interviews. He is mean. Really, he's always like say like most dickish stuff to uh to his guests, and I'm just like, do you hit the guests or something? Like, why are you, why are you being a dick right now? Interesting. I, have we talked about this before? That I feel like there's just so many late night hosts that I'm like absolutely not like that. I think they're assholes. Like, I really do not like Letterman. I personally, I know people love Conan O'Brien. Do not enjoy Conan O'Brien. Do not enjoy um, what's the person we're Jay Leno for certain. Not don't enjoy Jimmy Kimmel. Like I don't know. I just there's something you telling about the me genre. that you are not into a bunch of older white men doesn't shock me. <laughs> oh, I'm like, where is my lesbian brown late night show host? And also. I miss you, Samantha B. I love you. I miss you. I love that you said uh, my my lesbian uh, brown host, and then you said I miss you, Samantha B. I know. <laughs> it was as close as we got. Because Lily Singh, I don't know. Lily Singh was n- no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lily Singh should have should have should have just stayed on YouTube. She's good on good on YouTube. You know. Yes, that's what Lily Singh was good at, and I love yeah, Lily like, Singh on YouTube. Yeah, not everyone has to be a late night host. Like now we were you know, being haters. There, I like it. I feel like now Letterman has done, which is so funny because to me he's always been old, but like now he's older. Like I like his interviews more. Like my yeah. uh, uh, my my next guest needs new no introduction. He's like very like you know uh, trying to talk to people. I think I think he's like in his break. A lot of people talk to him about his you know older days mm. and and all of that stuff. So he's trying to be more like you know. A better person, I guess. So I like his style more now than it used yeah. to be because I think he was one of those people that used to be like a dick to the guests as well. Uh, yeah. Jay Leno is still a horrible person. Nothing changed there. <laughs> he's just he's just evil. Bad, bad, bad. Do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panic sweating and laughing at the same time? Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes of Podcrushed are out now wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few, and of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about the next topic or or not. Uh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I uh, I woke up a few days ago and I got so many DMs and I was just like, oh, shit, what happened? I thought like I, you know, sometimes like you do the thing where like you tweet something or you post something and you didn't, you go to sleep and you just forget about it. No, that's my worst nightmare. That's yeah, worst nightmare. That's why I never post anything right before I go to sleep because I'm just like smart. I don't want to wake up and like. You never know. Like, it's not even like if it's problematic. Like, I don't know. Maybe like I said something wrong or something or like people are fighting in my replies. I want to I want to observe. I want to have a few hours where people like, you know, reacting to yeah. it or something. You should write a safe online practices handbook, like a comedy, <laughs> like how to I be should. online by Mahanad El Shaky. 100%. But with this, so I thought the same thing happened. And then everyone was just like, did you see the news? Did you see the news? Did you see the news? And I was like, what? And I saw the news and uh, the the queen has died. Yep. And yep. It, if you have been listening to the podcast since we started, I have started this podcast every episode by mentioning the queen. And I counted how many times I've done it, how many episodes. And I'd say like, 26 episodes (laughs) but the queen is dead and uh every day since then it's been the funeral every day i don't know when they're gonna get to the uh to get to bury her it just it seems like it's a far away place yeah which is like it's such a that part of like dying when you're that you know known globally known internationally known is so weird to me how your body just gets traipsed around i mean and this is this is like james brown you know like this is everyone you just go on a tour with your dead body is always the weirdest thing to me about what we do it's so weird to me because i i like i grew up like you know like most of the most of the people i i lived with back home like are muslims and like in islam you just like buried like the next day that's it yeah there's no waiting and it's done. Which seems appropriate, yeah. Did you see the actual, like, hearse? It's like a glass top so that if you're a helicopter, you can see through the glass top of the hearse into the casket so you can see the casket. You can't see inside of it. Oh, okay, but, okay. Right, right, right. But no, no, no. But, like, you can see the actual casket even if you're looking at the car, essentially. So that's kind of why they do it. So people can kind of, like, I don't know, parade and pay their respects um, there. It, it's quite strange. It's it's quite, quite strange. It feels like Pope Mobile kind of stuff. Yeah. I just, like, the whole idea of just, like, being stuffed in a freezer to just preserve so that people, everything about it is weird. Just like, Oh, yeah. Put me, burn, burn me, put me in the ground. <laughs> I was Suddenly, gonna say, I'm... I was gonna say, take me to to Fire Island and let the lesbians have me, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what kind of norm ass shit, <laughs> some some normy ass shit you guys are into. I'd love to know. And then there's like the the extremes around it is so because it's like 
there's no in between. Even though I mean, I don't know, I feel kind of in between. I can look at the the queen and respect, you know, her like 70 year career in one hand. And I can also see like the the royal family is super fucking problematic. But like on the internet, it's only two extremes. It's like if you don't, you know, give the utmost respect to this dynasty, you know, you are the like the filth. And then it's like people that are like, burn it down, burn it to the ground. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because every time you tweet or say anything about the queen, a bunch of British people who don't even follow you, who just like have the small flags and they're like, they're like, respect the queen in it. And I just like, Bro, just leave me alone. Like, I heard this really like incredible quote about like, really, I was looking about uh, at, like the monarchy and the British colonies and all of that, and the idea of like who has more to apologize for if it is not like the British monarchy and monarchies in general. It's like four hundred or five hundred years of apologies that they should be making, and it says this. The quote was: "Colonialism is history in the West." Um, but in our country's colonialism is now. And I was like, oh my God, that's so hardcore. And her dying just really shakes this shit up. I wonder if things are going to change. I wonder if this means the, the change into something different. I yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, now we have King, King Charles with his uh, oh sausage fingers and he's such a weirdo, but you know what? happy for him that man has been grinding for so long and finally got a promotion yeah (laughs) i just like it's weird because like we've always known you know prince charles but we've now have to know get to know king charles and i realize oh my god I think we're going to hate him. Like, oh, you know, like, I absolutely already fucking already, hate this Like, dude. you know, like the way he's already getting dragged like week one into his job. I mean, I'm loving it. Obviously, like, you know, those hands are not the hands of health. Let's be honest. No. Like, I mean, that is not even body shaming. We all know that if your hands look like that, you have heart problems. Something's happening. Something is happening inside of your body. Exactly. Did y'all see that like video of him? Like, I don't know, like baring his teeth at somebody to come pick up a tiny little silver trinket from the desk that he wanted to like sign something on. I thought to myself, that's how they really are. Oh, yeah. What you see right there is how they actually are to the people that are around them and not this, I don't know, I'll call it kind of like a one woman parade walking in front of like thousands of people of color in a different country going, thank you. Thank you. Like that. I really don't think we're ready for any kings. Also, also, I don't get it when like Americans are obsessed with the queen and the royal family. It's just like, have you ever read a book? Like, what's what's going on? Like, even like the cast of Hamilton just being like, uh, did a whole post about the queen and the monarchy, and uh, and I was just like, have you guys watched Hamilton? Do you know what the musical is about? (laughs) What's what's going on here? Like, I get it. Like being like, okay, respect and all of that. I just. The obsession is weird to me. Like, yeah. making it into this, like... And also, like, people are upset because there's this uh, kid who yelled at Prince Andrew uh, oh, at the yeah. funeral oh, proceedings. Yeah. And he got arrested for it. Which is crazy. I know. And I think Prince Andrew would have could have avoided this happening to him by not being a pedophile. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was very easy to do. And like, what's crazy is that like I read somewhere today that like technically, like if something happens to Princess Charles, I mean King Charles, and you know, based on those those hands, you know, we should be concerned that Andrew would still technically be able to step in. Like he's yeah. still, even though he was like, it seems like they did this whole like stripping him and all of this stuff. It didn't really. It was performative because he could still step in for King Charles if he's you know incapacitated for any reason yeah that'd be wild did y'all know did y'all know because this is something that i literally learned in the last 48 hours that uh emmanuel macron is actually a prince that he is all he is like the um like the president or uh, i guess we'll call it pm or the president of france pm is just england but he is also a co-prince of this place called Andorra since 2017, which is like some kind of like micro country that I don't even understand or a principality or something like that. Like the way that these monarchies, I don't understand what is going on. I don't understand it at all. Um, it's not meant for us to understand. It's meant for them to just rule the world. All of this wealth has now been transferred over to Charles inheritance tax-free and they set that that rule up in like 1993 because they're like in case there was a rapid succession of death they don't want to like lose so it's like rules to apply to thee but not to me like it's all corrupt every every rich person in this world is just corrupt as fuck and it's it's just they don't want us to understand we're not meant to understand but do we still want to marry into it and be princesses yes but do I still want a tiara and want to go through the entire premise of the Princess Diaries? 100%. I want my eyebrows plucked until I'm hot, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, well, I can do that for you. For you. Just, <laughs> just come over. Yeah, come over for pizza night and we can just <laughs> pluck away. can't get enough of your favorite Lemonada Media podcasts? By subscribing to Lemonada Premium today, you'll gain access to fun and inspiring bonus content from all of our podcasts across the Lemonada Media network. As a subscriber, you can listen to never-before-heard interview excerpts between Julia Louis-Dreyfus and her A-plus guests on Wiser Than Me, laugh along with Elise Myers as she and her guests play a rapid-fire questions game on Funny Cause It's True, and continue to uncover new ways to make life suck less through our exclusive subscriber audio. Check out a free trial of Lemonada Premium today in the Apple Podcast app by clicking on our podcast logo and then the subscribe button. Two young fathers are shot to death outside an iconic Utah restaurant. I said, your dad has been hurt really bad. The grief was disorienting for those left behind until one choice changed everything. I just remember writing this letter and it wasn't me writing it. Can a personal decision shape generations? We're all falling for this guy's trick. I'm Amy Donaldson. Season two of The Letter, Ripple Effect, is available now. Follow us at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is definitely like, and it's so weird, like all the specific rules and regulations that they have to follow. Like the whole thing about like Prince Harry couldn't wear a military uniform to the funeral and Markle is like, She's being ignored at Windsor. And I'm like, who fucking truly these problems that they have are just 
I don't know. And can we find that woman who, you know, dissed Meghan Markle? Because here's my thing. It's like the same people who are like, respect the monarchy, but then Meghan Markle is coming to shake hands and then you want to to snub snub her? Oh, yeah. but respect. it's just like, I just want to, I hope you are being ridiculed in your little town, wherever you're from, Miss Lady. <laughs> Oh my God. I love, I've got to call people that I hate Miss Lady from now on. That's it. It's, it's always has been insane to me that, you know, like, like American media has, you know, has learned how to code racism, you know, like they would like have like a racist headline or like an article or something, but they make it in a way where people will argue about it. You know, there's always vague, it's always passive. British media is very straightforward. They're insane. Like, what they hate and, ra- like, how they hate Megan and stuff like that is just insane to me. Like, they're just like, okay, this is this is about race. This is about whatever. Yeah. It's like you're, like, literally putting it in the headline. And mm-hmm. it's so insane. Like, the pe- like literally, like, what you were saying, Kiki, like, I'm watching, like, them talk about Megan. I'm just like, am I supposed to respect this family or am I supposed to shit on them? Pick a line. Like, you yeah. cannot have it both yeah. ways. Because Megan is part of the family, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Based on the rules that you ask me to respect, even though I don't yeah. understand. Which kind of leads me to the idea that, like, this really honestly reminds me of succession in the sense, literally, that, like, you're talking about people who deal in money, who deal in privacy versus, like, the persona, who deal in treating people who are less than them as, like, implements and toys and tools. And it is i think that if we had a monarchy here in the united states it would it would be the people of succession and the people like the people of succession are based off of i'm really I think my one thing that I'm like kind of like hoping for, and I know this is very rude, is that well, it's rude, but I just hope Charles abdicates in some like you know blazing fashion, and I don't know, just goes with Camilla to Turks and Caicos or something. And I hope that just Kate and uh, William just end up being the king and the queen like in the next two years. If it's 48 hours, if we could make it happen, it would be nice. Yeah. That's just what I need. So if they could just take this into consideration, I would be happy. My God, that guy, uh, Prince William, truly fell off. Uh, <laughs> like, rem- like, remember young Prince William? And, the, uh, and then for some reason, he just went full bald and just like... Became yeah. old out of the blue. I was like, "What happened?" It, it, it's so interesting because, like, balding is such like a like a like a pressure point for people, and it's like really like painful for some people, and then other people really lean into it. You know, yeah. I'm kind of hoping he just goes full shaved head pretty soon. I just think it has a lot to just do like with how like they live. Like, yes, I know that like you know Harry is getting like a little bit of patching in the back, but he still has like a fuller set of hair. Yeah. I just imagine they're like living in these like really like dusty sort of like dark. Like that's what I imagine these inside of the residences of the monarchy. It's just like dark and heavy wood, and like you know they don't get much light, and it just feels like they just don't that just doesn't feel healthy 
you know, yeah. and then they just start losing hair and they're just around a bunch of old people and a bun- around a bunch of old things. When you're around old things, you probably just through osmosis just start becoming older. <laughs> like every, everything around them is just centuries old and probably cursed by the people they've <laughs> stolen it from. I think that's what happened to Prince Harry, you know, like he lost his like first two hairs and I was like, I need to leave this family. <laughs> I can't be around them. I will not participate in this. Absolutely oh not. But you know, this reminded me of like you know, like because uh, a lot of like people now are just like, oh, you're not, you're not supposed to be shitting on King Charles and like he's being like, you know, upset at people or like Prince Andrew, like their mom just died. First of all, you know, these men are in their seventies. I'm surprised they had a mom this long. <laughs> and but the other thing I'm thinking about is just like. Like when Prince, I mean, I was young when uh, uh, Princess Diana died. I was like, you did not give her kids a break at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. like just reporting this thing over and over and talked like the worst shit about their mom. And they was, these were kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be so hard. And also yeah. to be studied at this level. Like I was reading some dumb fucking Fox News article about how they found like a body language expert to read the body language of Prince William and Kate and Harry and Meghan. Like as they're going through the like funeral parade and waving at people. And then they're like reading into like Harry's arms were closed, which signifies that he's fucking not open to hanging out. He crossed his arm over his jacket, which makes him which makes him clearly uncomfortable and you know feeling slightly in like lactose intolerant i don't know it was just like reading these people in ways it's like you do not know what these people are actually thinking you have no idea and i just want us to not i guess care as much about their inner lives and just i don't know let's fucking i I don't know i've got a real bone to pick with the monarchy i think maybe i hate them you guys Well, uh, I'm going to move to uh, my favorite segment, which is Sorry Not Sorry, where we either apologize to someone or we demand an apology. And I'm going to start with with Oha. Anyone in Mexico that you uh, get an apology from? Yeah, I would like to demand an apology from the guy who withdrew my blood today. Okay? And um, I got my blood drawn um, due to health. And... um, you know, my doctor's just checking, making sure everything's okay, you know. And I went yesterday to get my blood drawn. And first of all, because I'm fat, sometimes the veins in my arms are, like, hard to get to. And I usually tell people, I'm like, hey, it's going to be easier if you take it from my hand unless you are a professional. Like, if you're new at this, you're not going to get it out of my arm. So, first of all, refused. So then he stabbed me in my arm three different times Mm. because he couldn't get to the freaking vein because he doesn't want to listen to me. And so finally he goes to the to the hand and then he has the gall to tell me that I am quote the most difficult time he's ever had to draw blood out of somebody and I told and I was like excuse me you're blaming me when I told you to take it out of my arm you guys I am livid about blood being drawn today I hate it I did not enjoy that interaction I love it when I love it when medical professionals are just like, no, I do understand your body that I've just seen five <laughs> minutes ago more than you do. Uh, yeah, I was... I, th- I think the thing that people forget about doctors, yes, they went to med school. Yes, they uh, spent a lot of years there. But at the end of the day, they're just 
some guy or some little girl, freaks. You know? Yeah, they're yeah. they're 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 just someone, and they are good maybe at at the science part of it, but not socially and everything else. That's they don't teach you that in med school. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I would like a formal apology from the doctor here um, for being a dickwad, and you know what? I'll also. Um, I'll I'll give myself a little apology because I could have been a way bigger bitch to him and I wasn't. And next time, I promise I will be a bigger bitch to him. Not to him, but to whichever doctor chooses yeah, not to listen. No. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, Kiki, what's, what's happening? Did anyone try to draw your blood this week? No, I hate getting blood drawn, so Me I too. avoid it at all costs. <laughs> but, Me too. Um, you know, I I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize to my my friends because um, sometimes I make promises that I can't keep, and this is probably gonna be one of them. You know, like one of the like best parts of like us doing this this job is like people like to send us like free stuff, and we get to try it, and then decide if we like it, and if we get to if we like it, then we get to talk about it. Well, you know, we got these samples of diet smoke, which are like these CBD gummies, and you know they have vapes, they have all sorts of things, and so. Um, you know, I was getting some in and I was like telling my friends, like, of course, like when it gets in, I'll share it with you. Um, I'm gonna apologize because I'm probably not because I got them. I love them. <laughs> and I'm keeping them all to myself because I'm greedy. You know, like, that's it. You know, like I have been sleeping so well, sleeping so deep, not waking up in the middle of the night with them. Um, just like really cool. They're, they're called Diet Smoke. And um, I'm just all into relaxing these days. It's, you know, coming up. It's like we're in like uh, the end of the quarter of the year when I just want to hibernate most of the time, you know, mm-hmm. like when it's even in California, when it's like winter time, it's like a different feeling where you just want to like just be snuggled up and just chill and mellow out. I like these because it's like I can be like mellow but like not too out of it right it's just like keeps me in like a perfect zen place i love them i think everyone else should love them so you can go to dietsmoke.com use code i'm sorry and get 15 percent off your entire purchase you do have to be 21 or older but um they have all sorts all sorts of things and you should check it out it's so good i love like my watermelon and peach flavored ones are honestly as a fat kid, I have to, I struggle. I'm like, you know, you're going to get too, like, if you eat too many, it's not going to be good for you. Yeah. Um, so I have to, like, measure myself. But they're actually really, really delicious gummies. Like, the best Super gummies tasty. in terms of taste that I think I've ever had, including regular gummies. They're just as good as, like, delicious regular gummies. Well, uh, for me this week, I... Uh... So I've, I've, I'm I'm traveling again, which is you know uh, not a surprise, but I uh, had to deal with maybe one of the dumbest TSA agents I've ever come across. No, uh, who tried? What happened? Who tried to make? Uh, who tried to take my mic stand, which I'm using right now? Uh, this was at JFK. Uh, it was so funny because like literally they took my bag and they made me wait, and then. He took so it's it's not the mic stand it's the you know the base of the mic stand. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. And he was like, "You have you can't take this with you." And I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "Well, you could like use it as a weapon." <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know what kind of people you hang out with that are attacking others with mic stands, but I had no idea. You should idea get a that new group of friends. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mic stand crimes were on the rise, but this is new to me. 
And he was like, well, yeah, you either go back and like check your bag in or we take it. And I was like, first, I'm not giving you this. What are you even talking about? Like, I don't know, even know where you get like a replacement uh, for uh, a mic base. Like you yeah. just Google mic base replacement and one will <laughs> pop up. I was like, sir, that's not going to happen. And he was like, okay, what do we do now? And I was like, I don't know what we do, my man. And he insisted and literally had me like, I had to go all the way back and just like check my bag in. No. And, oh my God. And the thing about this is just like, like, I don't, I d- didn't know how to explain to him just to be like, hey man, just like, I want you to keep making money. Yeah. Doing this job. But can we both agree that this job is useless? You're not doing anything right now. This is performative yeah. art. Like you're just you're just doing a performance. Performance you're not art. really protecting you're not really protecting anyone. Like Oh my god. I mean, yeah, with that logic, like anything my my luggage itself could be wielded as a weapon. Like you can hit anyone in the head with anything. That doesn't make sense. Like there are stuff that you can probably buy from the stores there that you can use if you want to as a weapon. Like yeah. what are you even talking about, sir? Like you're 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 a you're a weirdo, and and yeah. this happens a lot, you know. Like like back in the day before I got you know when uh, maybe like my first year here before I got my ID is that I used to travel using my passport, my Libyan passport, just domestically, and it's kind of confusing because you know it's, it has Arabic in it and all of that, and I had to see Sage and just look at it for I'd say twenty minutes, <laughs> and I'm like, sir. Uh, this is my passport, and I'm I'm aware of how it is. Go to the like, just go to the final page. That's that's what that's the, the English pages. That that's the language you can understand, and you can let me go. And then the, he did the funniest thing. He flipped the passport upside down, and I was like, I don't know if you think if you flip Arabic upside down, it will become understandable. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so funny, and he had his like. Well, I don't know, agent manager or something, the head of the TSA come also. There were like literally four people just staring at that passport. And I was just like, cool. I'm glad this is where my tax money is going to. Yeah. The the geniuses that they're hiring. <laughs> so, yeah. And I have another flight today. We'll see if they let me uh, pass my uh, mic pace. Oh, they probably will. And that will be the most infuriating part because like... <laughs> I told them that. I said, I told them that I have traveled with this mic so many times and this has never happened before. And this guy was like, not on my watch. I'm here to protect America. Not on my watch. Yeah. (laughs) This is is not going to happen. Did you bring up identity politics? That usually does the trick. I tried. I said, I told him, I was like, is it because you looked at my ID and you saw that I was a Pisces? That's exactly Mm -hmm. right. And I was like, this this discrimination needs to stop against Pisces. That's right. That's right. You know, like, you know, not all of us are bad. It's egregious. It's really bad. It is what it yeah. is, America. You know, sometimes like we'll we'll get to a place where, you know, we don't do not discriminate based on like, you know, signs, but today is not the day. <laughs> oh, we love you Geminis. You're okay. Well, I don't know why you said this about Geminis. Oh, who's the Gemini here? Uh, nobody. It just people hate Geminis notoriously. I think people hate Virgos, but we'll we'll just move on. Okay, from that. wow. Virgos and Gemini's, yeah. It's yeah. coming to Equal. blows. Thank you for listening to I'm sorry, where I get shot on every single episode for either <laughs> being a Virgo or just being myself. <laughs> I'm sorry is a Lemonada Media original. 
The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yor, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm feminist Erin Gibson. And I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And we're the co-hosts of the Attitudes Podcast. Where we talk about LGBT plus issues, gender issues, and pop culture. Probably with much less respect than they deserve. Look, it's a wild world, and we want to help you laugh at it. Plus, we discuss everything going on in our lives. Like, what do you do when your husband accidentally starts a fire in a dumpster? And the best armpit slapping techniques to get rid of the bags under your eyes. Thanks for the advice, Mom. And of course, how to spin a wig around to achieve a brand new look. Ah, stunning. So if you're a fan of high heel shoe chairs or have a crippling fear of hot air balloons, but also believe in social justice, then this show's for you. Listen to Attitudes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey friends, it's Megan Trainer And her big bro, Ryan Trainer And her husband, Daryl Sabara. Each week on our podcast, Working On It, we share behind the scenes stories and bring you into our hilarious and heartfelt conversations, and sometimes with amazing guests. We tackle everything from navigating Hollywood to mental health to Megan becoming a mother, Daryl becoming a father, and so much more. We'll get into the nitty gritty of our lives and leave no detail behind. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. Listen to new episodes out every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.